we've talked all week about how vision is so vitally important. And now that we're moving into finding your vision and you have your own vision that God's given it to you, now how do you take that vision and turn it into success? And knowing some biblical truths about vision will help you to accomplish that vision and bring it into that place. That's what we're talking about today. Get ready, buckle up, and uh, let's jump right in. Let's turn to Habakkuk 2 and uh, verse 1 through 3. And I want, you, I want to read you uh, from the beginning. I want to read you this quote. This is from Warren Bennis. He says this, Leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. Leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. A lot of what I have here today to talk to you about, I want to tell you a base of information uh, came from Pastor J.B. Whitfield, one of my uh, just fathers in the faith that I love so very much, and he did a teaching on vision that was just out of this world. It was exceptional, and a lot of, a lot of the quotes came from that, and then I've got some stuff that the Lord gave me to give to you as well. So it's a blend of all of that, but I want to make uh, let you know that Pastor JB brought a lot of that as well. I want you to see this, that when we take vision and turn it into a reality, that's part of the process of leadership. And understand that God is the same God that he was yesterday. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And one of his ways is to dish out leadership to be, or dish out vision to people. And when he gives that vision, that vision gives them a material thing to manifest and to run with to bring that in, into being. And so God operates the same today. Let's look at Habakkuk uh, chapter 2 and verse 1 through 3. It says this, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come it will not tarry. And the, and the context is, when that appointed time is there, that vision will be accomplished. Now, you notice when, you, when we have vision and we are people of vision, put that in the comments right now. Say, I am a person of vision. Put it in the comments. You need to accept. It doesn't matter who you are, how you were raised. doesn't matter where you come from. You can decide today, I am a person of vision. And if you are a person of vision, then God can talk to you. He can share his vision with you. I am a person of vision. I, t I know that God's going to give me vision for my life. He's already given me some in the word. I know that he's continuing to give me vision. And I know that it will continue for all of my days because he loves me. He's with me and he discloses all things to me. I am a person of vision. And then God gives this command in Habakkuk. He says, listen, I want you to be standing there looking for the vision. I want you to be waiting for the word because the vision shall surely come. And when it comes, write it down. Make it plain 
Because when you are a person of vision and you receive vision, now you have a responsibility. Listen, uh, write this down. A person of vision has a responsibility. A person of vision has a responsibility to bring that vision to pass, right? Now, you may be a part of a larger vision. Part of your vision may be a piece of a larger vision. You know, I can imagine like a youth leader can get a vision for the youth, but that would be a vision of the whole church. It would be a part of a bigger, a bigger vision. But that not everybody has the vision that a youth leader would have for the youth. Uh, that's not the way it works. God would give that person a vision inside of another vision and bring that to pass. And when you get that vision, we have a responsibility to be looking for the vision, listening for the vision, and once the vision comes, we have a responsibility to write it down, make it clear, put it out in front of people. I love one of the things that uh, Pastor JB has said for years and years, and, and he says, when you get tired of talking about vision, he said, the people are just starting to get it. <laughs> when you understand that vision comes to a leader, and then that vision gives the people that are involved with that leader the place to run. Let me write that down. Vision gives a place for people to run. Vision gives a route for people to run on. Vision gives a path for people to sprint on, right? This is what vision does. I mean, without vision, we don't have a place to run. And put that in the comments. Without vision, we have no place to run. What a great statement. Without vision, we have no place to run. And so when that vision comes, we have a responsibility then to stand and believe. And he even gives us, he gives us the idea here in Habakkuk that it may seem like it's not working. It may seem like vision's not coming to pass. He said, but you stand. You stand in that vision. Don't get weary and well-doing. Stand in faith because it will surely come to pass. So people of vision have a responsibility to bring, a, bring that vision to pass. You may be the one that receives the vision, or you may be a part of a body where the leader has received that vision. That group should operate as one, running with the vision to bring it to pass. And anybody that is assigned to that place in that group of vision should take it upon themselves to bring it to pass. In other words, they should all say, this is my vision. God has placed me here. I might not have received that vision directly, but I received it when God spoke it through the leader, so now it's mine, and I take a personal responsibility to bring it to pass. Maybe, maybe you're the one that's a part of the group, the part of the family of vision. Maybe you're the one that got the vision, that's leading that family of vision. But whether you're the leader of that family of vision or you're a part of that family of vision, if you're a part of it, you have a responsibility to be in faith on it, to put action and resource and bring it about. And without knowing that, you won't bring about vision, right? You won't bring about it. So God is the same. He changes not. So biblical vision is the same today as it always has been. I want to talk to you today more about vision and bringing it to pass. We, we not only do we need a vision for our organization, but we need a vision for ourselves. We need a vision for our finances. We need a vision for our business. We need a vision for our family. Listen, I wrote this down. Don't settle for where you are or the way things are. 
If Jesus is your Lord, then you are destined for greater things. If Jesus is your Lord, you are destined to greater things. You are destined for awesome things and new levels every single day. The word says that every step of the righteous should get brighter and brighter and brighter. And let me just speak this to you right now. Listen, hear this. You can put it in the comments. Let it sink into you. Don't let hurt or unmet expectations keep you from your destiny. Don't let hurt or unmet expectations of the past keep you from your destiny. Just because you might have tried vision before, go after it again. Go after it again. What do you have to lose? What you have to lose is mediocrity and average because God wants to take you up. So go after it. That's what's on the table to lose. It's average, mediocrity. That's not for the child of God. Average and mediocrity is not for the child of God. He's increasing you day by day by day. Don't let hurt or unmet expectations keep you from your destiny. One of the things that that you'll hear said is any big vision almost always starts with small beginnings. See, as you understand vision and how it works in the kingdom of God, you'll be able to fulfill it. Vision doesn't generally start with the biggest things ever. Many times you'll have a big vision, but it starts with something small. Today, uh, today literally marks uh, our 14th birthday as a church. Boomerang Church had its first service 14 years ago in our living room And for that first year, the the whole first year, the average number of people that were in service in that living room was 10. (laughs) We had 10 people in the living room for a whole year. Didn't really grow, didn't advance. Was it a small beginning? Absolutely. And yet today, we're reaching all around the world. We're touching lives all over the U.S. We're traveling the world, bringing the gospel of God from that small place. Oh, God had a great big vision. God had a great big vision, but it had a small beginning. And what was our job? Oh, okay, we see the vision that you have for us. It will come to pass, Lord. Let us be diligent today in that vision. The the word says this, Zechariah 4.10, this is the new living. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. I love that. Listen, listen to that again. Uh, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Glory to God. You can step into something new. You know, just last week we had our, our first meeting of our new church plant in Troy. And, uh, you know, this area, it, this is the type of area where if you didn't grow up here and you don't know everybody, uh, people don't know to trust you or not, and it takes some years. We've been here as a church for 14 years, and sometimes I still feel like the, the community still doesn't accept us in, in terms, in, in certain ways. And uh, that's just the way this area is, is the way personalities are and things like that. But let me tell you something. The Lord loves to see the work begin. And so last week we had a meeting. I, we had a great number there. I would like to have also seen more. But you see, I might look at it and go, God, I wish there was more people. But the Lord looks on and goes, look at that work that's starting right there. Look at that. That's the beginning. 
They're going to take pictures of this and ha have moments and look at that, and then they're going to show it when there's a multitude worshiping and praising God, and they're going to say, that was how you started? Yes, and you know what? The Lord was smiling at it. Whatever vision you have in your life, wherever it starts at, listen, understand the, Lord's, the Lord is smiling at it. Uh, let me read this again. Any big vision almost always starts at small beginnings, and that's Okay, that's okay. The Lord said to me some years ago, I was headed to a meeting, and it was, um, I was headed to a meeting, and it was in the middle of nowhere. Like, I'm like, where is this place? Like, how do I even get here? Like, praise God for GPS, because if I had to follow uh, an atlas to get out here, I don't, I don't know, this would be tough. And uh, it was in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I was heading there, and I had such an expectation in my spirit, though. The Lord spoke to me in the car as I was driving. He said, I love to do big things in small places. <laughs> and isn't that just like the Lord? He'll take the, the place that nobody thinks any good's going to come out of. You know, they said it about Jesus. What good can come out of Galilee? <laughs> what good can come out? He's from Nazareth. You know, Bethlehem, small Bethlehem, you know, all of these small places, God did great big things in there. And uh, he loves to do big things in small places. When you understand this about vision, you can have vision. Other people may look down on that vision. They may talk bad about that, about that vision. But listen, God doesn't look at it like that. And, and that means we shouldn't look at it like that. Oh, God loves it. Now you be diligent and let the Lord add the promotion. Let the Lord do the multiplying from this day forward. You've got to think about big things while you're doing small things so that all the small things go in the right direction. That was Alvin Toffler. You got to think about the big things while you're doing the small things so that the small things go in the right direction. What a great statement. So even when you're taking vision, you're just beginning with it. You know, sometimes you'll have vision, it just explodes right from the right from the beginning. It just takes off. Well, praise God. Glory to God. I like those. But many times he'll give you vision, you'll jump into it, and it starts small. There's things you gotta work out. There's things you have to figure out so that when it does explode, you know what to do. You know, it's where we are as a church. It's like we know what to do now. We didn't know what to do back in 2009, but we know now what to do. And God will lead you right down that path to, so you know exactly what to do. That's like in this church plant in the city of Troy that we're doing right now. Uh, listen, things that we're going to do now, we, we never knew to do when we started Boomerang 14 years, but, uh, 14 years ago. But now we know what to do. We know exactly what to do, how to do it, where we're going, how we're going to get there, what the vision for it is, and how it comes to pass. We know all of that stuff. God will keep giving us more wisdom along the way, but the base, we know that. Why? Because we stepped through those early years being obedient to the Lord, to that vision, and we didn't give up. We stood we stood in faith. That's how you get vision. As you stand on that, it will surely come to pass. Now, uh, 1 John 4 says, you have overcome because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God wants to take the vision that he gives you and overcome. And I want you to hear this because some of, I, can, I, I sense it by the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you are thinking, you're talking about vision and I'm not leading anything. You might not be leading anything, but you are called to be a part of somebody's big vision. 
God has taken some leader on the planet and he's given them a big vision. It may start small and he's placed you in that family of vision. And if you are in that family of vision, that means you have a vision. And it's just as important for you to know these things to bring that to pass as it is for that leader to know these things. God has a place for you in that family of vision. Don't you be don't you let the devil for one moment cause you to despise who you are or who you've been. You're rising up right now. Glory to God. I want you to see this, and here's a vision. This is to every person. He says this in Jeremiah 29. Uh, he says in verse in chapter 1, verse 5, he said, Before you were born, I knew you and had holy plans for you. Before you were born, I knew you and had holy plans for you. That means God had a vision for Jeremiah's life, which means he also has a vision for every other person's life that's in the family of God because he's not a respecter of person. God has vision for you, and you have vision right now. Some of it may be waiting on you, maybe waiting on you to get in your place, maybe waiting on you to get in the position to receive that vision. But God has vision for you today. The other thing he says in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, it says, God, God said this, I have plans for you, or I have vision for you. Plans to prosper you and give you a hope for the future. This is the word of God and your promise today. Yeah, put that in the comments. Barrett just put it in. God has vision for me! Exclamation point. Put some exclamation points on. Put some fire, whatever. But get it inside of you. God has vision for you. We talked about over the last few days, if you back up in this series, you'll see where we talked about how to get that vision how to get in place for that vision. Listen to those if you haven't listened to them before, but God has vision for you. All right, now, I want to I talk about the Lord. We dwell, we dwell in matter, in space, in time, but God is not material. He doesn't dwell in matter. God is not spatial. He doesn't dwell in space. God is not temporal he doesn't dwell in time. God is vision. He dwells in vision. God dwells in vision. Think about how many times he told men of God, I want you to see this. Look what I'm telling you. And he gives vision. He dwells in vision. This is what is to come to place. That's why vision is so vital for us. George Barna said this about vision. For Vision is foresight, and insight based on hindsight. It's a bridge from your present to your future. God will give you vision. He'll give you foresight of what is to come, talking about where you have come and where you are now and how to get there. Seeing, I love this about vision. Seeing Vision is seeing the invisible and making it visible. Seeing the invisible and making it visible. You know, just where we're sitting today, all of this, I, I didn't see the exact material things, but I saw the ministry. I saw what it was called to. And now I look around us today and we got this property and we have this building and we have all of this stuff that's sitting here. God is moving so greatly and so mightily in this place. All of this was in that vision as we put faith to it. 
This was in the camera that you're viewing me through, the lights that are on me, the monitors, all that. All of that was in that vision. Listen, what things are waiting for you in the vision that God has for your life? What things are waiting for you in that vision where vision is bridging where you are now to where you're going? What things are waiting on you? And remember, it it might not be that you are the leader receiving that vision, but you're placed in that family of vision. What's waiting on you in that? Great blessings of God in vision. Glory to God. These things that we know about vision, these things that we know about vision help us to move forward. They help us to say, okay, this is how important vision is. If we don't understand how important vision is, we'll never run down the destiny path of God. If we don't understand how important vision is, we'll never see vision accomplished, and we will drop, we will drop our responsibility for it. That's not where God wants us to be. He wants us to move into the place where vision is accomplished. Let me say this. I I like this. Uh, Vision, Helen Keller said this, the only thing worse than being blind is having no vision. (laughs) The only thing worse than being blind is having no vision. I want want to uh, go ahead and and invite, if they want to go ahead and get ready, I want to invite Barrett and Marky to come on the set and let's have more of a conversation about fulfilling this vision. But while they're doing that, I want to say this. I want to give you some things, sight versus vision, and hear this. So that you're defining vision, you know what it looks like. Listen to this. Sight sees in the present, but vision sees in the future. Sight sees in the present, but vision sees in the future. Sight can see for miles, vision can see for years. Sight can see for miles, but vision can see for years. Sight sees giants. Vision sees a promised land. Sight sees walls. Vision sees walk. Talking about the story of Jericho. Sight sees walls. Vision saw walk. Sight sees lions in the lion's den. Vision sees a pillow. Sight sees the Red Sea. Vision sees dry ground. Sight sees empty vessels. Vision sees them filled with oil. Sight sees uh, vessels of water. Vision sees vessels of provision. Sight sees five loaves and two fish. Vision sees dinner for 15,000 people. Sight sees a tomb. Vision sees a resurrection. Glory to God. Vision is so vital because God talks to us more about where he's leading us than about where we are. Look at Abraham, look at the disciples, look at Paul, look at us. He doesn't talk to you as much about where you are as he does about where you're going. God dwells in vision. God is bringing that vision. Proverbs 29:18 uh, says this, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there's no vision, People can't run. Where there's no vision, the people perish. In the, in the message, it says this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend 
to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Let me read that one more time. If people can't see what God is doing, they don't have vision, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Listen, when we go to the place where God gives us vision, in order to accomplish that vision, we have to know, first of all, that we are people of vision. And if we're people of vision, we have a responsibility. You want to accomplish vision? Know that you're a person of vision. Know that you have a responsibility for that vision. And the first responsibility is to hear it clearly. Know that that vision that God gives you that you can hear clearly, that you attend to it in your heart and you put faith. I have a responsibility to bring that vision to pass. I will attend to it in my heart. I will give faith to it and faith with works. And through the vision, God will bring about the manifestation of that vision. Don't despise it. Don't get weary in well-doing, but stand, because like he says in Habakkuk, it will surely come to pass. Amen. Welcome. Glad you guys are here. Thank you. You gotten any out of this so far? Absolutely. (laughs) What are you seeing about vision? And if you have any questions about bringing vision to pass, I want you to put those in the comments right now. So, Um, Honestly, I'm I'm excited for this topic because I have had like in the past, like no hunger for the topic, like on vision. Like I've had Vision has not been something that I have naturally gone toward the topic of learning about it or or meditating on my own vision. Like I yeah. haven't I haven't done that much. It hasn't been a strength of mine at yeah. all. So yeah. I'm glad to be hearing it, meditating, renewing my mind on it, meditating yeah. on it because it's it's obviously very need needed. Is it drawing you to a hunger? It is, and honestly, I think it. Um, the verse that you just read, the Zechariah 4.10 one, uh, the, I can't remember because it was NLT. It was a different translation than my Bible. Yeah. But um, it, that verse really encouraged me a lot because it's like, okay, if, if I can do this with the Lord, then I'm yeah. good. Like, it's not just me and my own thing, but it's showing how the Lord wants to, he loves to see the work begin. Yes. So he loves to yeah. be involved. So it's not like I'm. I think I have felt like I need to accomplish something before, like, the Lord's involved, yeah. kind of. I don't know. But knowing that he is there in the small beginnings and the, even yeah. before the vision comes to pass when it's just, when you're just seeing it, there's it's small, that he, he loves to be there in that process. So that's, yeah. that's exciting to me. Well, how many people actually, when they start out in a project, don't feel adequate or able? Most. Yeah, most. And then they start into it. And of course, it's a lot of times it's exciting when you start, but you get into it just a little bit. And all of a sudden, now you get into the work and you get into the what the flesh would say, dull and drab and, and run down. And um, so how important is it to know that God's right there in that small beginning? Yeah. That he's, exci- he's excited about the small beginning. So if he's excited, I should be excited too. So I can look at that and I can draw faith from that. Yeah. You know, I can draw faith from that moment. And then think about that. How much vision is lost in the first few steps of the small beginning? Yeah. You know, how much vision is lost in those first few steps? So. Well, one of the things that was coming up to me, I mean, you just quoted Helen Keller. You were yeah. talking about it earlier. My my paraphrase of all of that is if you don't have vision for your life, you'll settle for anything. 
Like, if you don't have a vision, you'll end up settling and tolerating yes. whatever is thrown your way. Yes. And, you know, just like, for example, yesterday, I had an attack that tried to come on my body yesterday. That's why I wasn't here on the broadcast. And vision is what brought me to a breakthrough on that because I have vision from the word of what normal is supposed to be. Yeah. You know, we we say it here on the broadcast. Often you'll hear it in yeah. Boomerang. You know, we are to have vision for God's normal. Like yeah. what God calls normal is vision for my life. And in years past, when I haven't had vision on that, it would be I'd just tolerate whatever happened. Like, well, guess it's flu time or... Well, right, I guess right. it's whatever. And because I've had some, like, I've had Rama up to this point, there's so much more to grow in. Because I've had a vision come alive. When something that's contrary to that vision comes up, you don't settle for it. You don't yeah. tolerate it. So, yes, it's important to have personal vision. But we've said it all week long, every single day. There's vision all in the Word yes, for what yeah. our lives are supposed to be steered right. into. So whether it's, you know, your health, whether it's your finances, whether it's your intimacy with God, you're teaching a class right now on impact about yeah. what a what a reset fellowship with God is supposed to be like. That's vision that the word gives for a normal. And if this is the vision God's cultivated, anything below that yeah. is not yeah. okay. There's you said it at the very beginning. There's more to grow into. Yeah. So if we don't receive the fullness of the vision in the word. If we don't receive vision from the Lord, then we'll just kind of tolerate whatever comes, whatever whatever if hits us, so to speak. We'll just ride that wave instead of realizing, no, I'm the answer with Jesus yeah. to cause life to be heaven on earth. Yeah. There's a lot of times, you know, when we're talking about how to complete vision, uh, I think people are looking for like all of the logical steps of taking that vision into reality. But I, I think that many times what's lost in that are the downfalls that happens in the beginning of it and in the uh, in what the flesh would be the weariness of it. Uh, it doesn't have to be weary, but many times that's what people have experienced. Mm -hmm. And that's why vision doesn't come to pass because they don't know they have a responsibility. They don't know that God told them to stand right, with yeah, vision, right. to stand on it. You know, and remember, write it and make it plain. The whole point of that is to keep it in front of your eyes. So if you want to bring about, uh, you know, our, our answer to how to bring vision about and taking it to success is fairly simple, but it's those simple things and the small things where it's lost. It's the small foxes that ruin the vine. Yeah. And you have to know that you have a responsibility to hear it, a responsibility to attend to it uh, in, in Proverbs. You have to know that you have a responsibility to put faith on it and to stand on it and to set your eyes on it uh, or else. If you don't do that, the, the empowerment diminishes because you've not done the biblical things to uh, bring about that spiritual power to uphold that vision. Mm -hmm. And so those small things seem small and, and not important as, as like what decisions to make with the vision, things like that. But it's not. Those are actually the most important things because yeah. they will drive the leading of the Lord and your godliness that will actually bring that vision yeah. to pass. So standing on it. No, so many times like in Boomerang, as we were growing, I would go back to, you know, the Lord said, I, I will, boomerang will be 
a new direction for Albemarle. Yeah. The Lord said that, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he spoke to me. The boomerang will be a new direction for Albemarle. And that was our beginning vision, right? right? Find your joy again and a new direction and the joy imparted to people uh, by them receiving from the Lord and serving the Lord. That was the vision that we had. We didn't we didn't even put it together that fluidly. Like I just said it more fluidly than we ever said it in those first few years. But it was that was the vision, and the Lord spoke that to us. The Lord spoke those things to us, and um, as we uh, moved into that, and we knew that's what we upheld. So those words strengthened us in times where we didn't feel like, you know, giving ourselves to the vision, you know, didn't feel like bringing it to pass, or we were challenged mightily or whatever. Uh, The Lord brought that stuff about by us standing and doing those small things that we know to do, taking responsibility for the vision. And and this came up to me at one point. The Lord said to me, because I was asking him something, he said, have you accomplished what I told you to do? And he brought me right back to the responsibility of the vision, yeah. right? And that, uh, that strengthened me to stand. That's why we have a church today is because of that vision mm-hmm. and because we stood properly on that vision. So. Yeah. Well, I, I put in the comments earlier, it's so f- cool watching the Holy Spirit knit things together. Brother Jonathan Shuttlesworth preached a message very hand-in-hand hand with this today. And clearly the Lord is saying something to a people. Mm-hmm. You know, it like, God doesn't repeat himself just to repeat himself. He doesn't say the same thing unless he wants his point yeah. to come across. So why would he be telling different people in different bodies to stand, to receive yeah. the vision, to receive the impartation for strength, to not grow weary in well-doing? Because we've got some place to go. That's right. Like more yeah. than anything, this is what the last week. God has a place to, for us to run to. Yeah, the, the, yeah. And, and that's what I was about to say. Yeah. The, for me, this past week has been look up and see where yeah. you're headed. Yeah. Like, and the word, God says it so many times again in this word, lift your head up and see. Lift yeah. your head up and see. And maybe the last few years have been phenomenal. Maybe they haven't been, but here's the thing. You can lift your head higher and see yes. farther. And there's a place, there's a direction that he wants to take a people to yeah. this year. Like that's, It's so evident. A year of the fullness, a year of his glory, a year of divine possession. What are all these things? The fullness of that's him. That's right. Yeah. There's a yeah. place we're going that we're called to run into, but yeah. if we won't lift our heads up, we won't get there. So hear what, what the man of God is saying. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. There's so many different people. We have a direction. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Partners, body of Christ, we have a direction to go this year, and this is not going to be a year where we shrink back anymore. Amen. Is this also... Uh, Growing your hunger yeah. for vision as well, personally. I, I love what you said. That was a great, a great statement that you made. Um, you know, I had, I can remember, I can remember when we started the church, and you know, you have like a mission statement, you have a vision statement, a mission statement, you have like your culture and the core, our, our core values. I think is what everybody had. There's all kinds of different names. I remember looking at all that and going like, I don't care. You know, like like whatever, you know. And uh, Pastor JB uh, tells the story of a guy, and uh, when they started the church, 
And he said, this guy, like, I hated to see him coming. Because every time I'd see him, he'd be like, what's your vision, Pastor? What's your vision, Pastor? What's your vision? Pastor, what's your vision, Pastor? What's your vision? He said, and my vision was start a church, you know, and I felt like that was my vision, like, just start, you know, get going. And I didn't have vision beyond that. Today we do, but it was, I didn't have that at the beginning, and I I can relate to that. When he first told that story, I was like, oh, I hate that guy. I don't (laughs) even know him, you know? But actually, that guy did one of the best services that he could ever do uh, to Pastor J.B., and Pastor J.B., because of that, he was like, Lord, what's this vision? And he sat there, and he went out and actually spent some time with the Lord and asked, him, asked the Lord for vision. And God supernaturally gave him the vision yeah. for Agape Faith Church. And um, that's what happened in, in about year, uh, I mean, our vision at the beginning, he gave us some, but I never felt like it was full. And the reason was because it wasn't full. That was the beginning vision. That was the vision to get started. That's all we needed to get started. But then as we grew and we were diligent with that vision, we needed vision for the future, right? We needed that next vision. And around year six, something like that, year six or seven, the Lord started dropping in my heart like, you need new vision. You need. I started praying the Holy Ghost. I started praying, fasting, seeking the Lord. And over the period of about a year, he dropped in these different elements of vision, uh, which I'm going to be explaining in detail this Sunday This Sunday about what our vision is and what does it mean, because it's big, and it's a big deal to every person yeah. that's a part of Boomerang, but it's also a big deal to every person that's part of What's Right and Lunch Plus because it affects you. And uh, so I'm going to be talking about that this Sunday, about what that vision is. And I'll tell you, if you didn't see last Sunday, talking about vision um, and oh my goodness, the anointing fell on that message, and Lord helped me. Yeah. It was really awesome. You need to see that. But um, we got we are a people of vision, and so when we go in, when I started praying about that, Lord started giving me those different pieces, yeah. you know. And, and there's been a couple of a uh, couple of little changes to it now, where the Lord's added some things. But basically, it ended up at for the church a house of love and prayer, living in his glory and abundance, winning souls and making disciples for Jesus. And that may sound simple, but you're going to find out this Sunday just how much is wrapped up in that vision. Like there is a huge vision wrapped up in that. And so that's the vision for this local body. And uh, it's awesome. God's got promises in that vision. He's got things... He's got things he wants to manifest in your life yeah. in that vision, and it is tremendous. Yeah. It is awesome. Well, so. in the past, I've been here coming up on 10 years now, and I've seen that in that time, I can literally, I'm not exaggerating, excluding your family, count on this hand how many people have been here. Count on this hand how many people who have been here as long as I have. Right, And right. And one of them is me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> They're few, and the reason what I've seen in that time, God's given a vision to this ministry. You know, we're not yeah. Boomerang Church; we're Boomerang Church International Incorporated. And there's been a refining process, and in your life, yeah. there will be a refining process as God makes His vision more clear as you start walking in those things. However, what He's also done is He's drawn to Himself. A people who, in th- at the core of who they are, truly the ones that'll see the vision fulfilled. There's a hunger 
a humility, but also a can't yeah. quit yeah. on the inside. And those three things are what I've noticed have been like the difference makers of the ones who have made it and the ones who haven't is they either haven't been hungry, they either yeah. haven't been humble, or they've they've given themselves to being okay to quit. Yes. And yeah. with vision, in order to see those things fulfilled, you can't quit on what God's given you. You know, you may miss it along the way, but if you don't quit, if you get back up, yeah. that's what matters. You know, I think of weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Like, <laughs> just don't fall down. Get back yeah. up and keep going. But hunger, humility, and can't quit, those three things have been the things that have created the culture of boomerang, yeah. I believe, in, yeah. in what I've seen. And it's because that's what you started with. That's what the Lord's brought you to. And you've yeah. imparted it into the people who would have it. And so, you know, as as you're growing in these things, give your that foundation time that we talked about a couple days ago. Give Truly give yourself to yeah. that point. Because I was a person who would have quit, tried many times. You were just yeah. kind. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't really humble. Not really. I didn't know how to be. But I had a hunger and yes. that hunger for the Lord allowed the other things to That's be right. there. That's why it's not just humility mm-hmm. and it's not just hunger. It's, because it's hunger and humility when the Lord gave that to me because uh, they feed each other. If you're hungry, you'll get humble. And if you're humble, you're, you'll get hungry. So if you can grab a hold and make either one of those yours, it'll help you along the way. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna, Hannah has a great question. I'm going to answer in a minute, but before I want to let Marky say anything. Uh, but she said, what's the difference between dreams and vision? So that, that's a great question. But I have some, like, similar, I, I've been, as I'm learning about this, because like, like I said in the past, I've had no hunger for the, the topic of vision in the past. I didn't understand it. It seemed like something that was, like, very unattainable and it seemed like something that only really driven people talked about and naturally in my flesh yeah. I haven't been a super driven person so I was just like I don't know what that is <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just gonna leave that topic alone but as you're talking about it I can I can feel my brain like trying to like categorize like so is it similar to hope <laughs> is it similar to faith like I'm right. still learning and whatever so I am excited for you to Ask some or answer some questions. Answer questions about dreams and visions and stuff. But is it? It's it is. It is interesting though. How like I love how you brought up like the word is vision. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that is enlightening. Your that is giving you a path to run on and everything. Like I'm just so new in this. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is great though. Well, that's. I think. I think a good thing to do is to. Um, actually ask the question, add one element to her question, what's the difference between dreams and visions? Ask, ask one, add one more thing to that. What's the difference between dreams, goals, and vision? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they all play together in that way. Um, and then, and the first thing that I would say is that you have, you can have ungodly visions and you can have ungodly dreams. So you can have flesh, corrupted flesh-based dreams, corrupted flesh-based vision. Um, you know, I think that you could probably get down into some very fine details on the difference between the two. But I think basically your dreams and visions are basically the same, and they should come from God. In other words, when God gives me a vision, it shows me a dream 
of where I'm going. In other words, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm moving for. Well, that basically, if that's what a dream is, that's basically the definition of a vision. That's where I'm going. That's what's going to be accomplished in that way. Uh, this is the vision that we have set forth. A lot of times dreams are kind of like, uh, let me put it like this. A lot of times dreams are that end place, mm-hmm. right? Vision I think vision is a little bit more, you know, a lot of people say you're accomplishing your dreams. So dreams are like the end manifestation, right, mm-hmm. um, is the way most people see it. Because you, you kind of get into how do people use the word and how do they look at that word. But I want to show you something about vision because I think it's, even though I think that they're very similar, I think vision is more powerful in this way. Because vision will show you the end of something. It'll show you the end from the beginning. But also, if you think about just the vision that we have for the church, uh, you know, a house of love and prayer, that's not just where we're going. That's what it needs to be done along the way. So whereas a dream is kind of like the end arrival point, vision is what is the the dream is kind of the end of the vision. Vision is the end point and all the development and empowerment along the way. From the beginning to the end, vision is there bringing about the pieces to get to that dream. Does that make sense? And then what you would see is that, so, and, and I would say you don't need, and you can put this in the comments, we don't need ungodly dreams. This is wrong. And so a lot of people, they just, they'll have like a dream board and different things. But they never even consulted God on that. They never asked God what to put on there mm-hmm. and heard something and then was obedient to his word, yeah. right? Vision and dreams should only come from the word of God. Yeah. It should only come from the word of God. So not only this written word of God, but the direction of the Holy Spirit to our spirit where he communicates. We, should only, we shouldn't have dreams. You should not have dreams that don't come from God. Amen. I'm not talking about dreams at, that you go to sleep and dream something at night. I'm talking about life dreams, lifelong dreams. You should not have dreams and you should not have vision that doesn't come from God. Many yeah. businessmen have vision. But God never gave them that. They have vision. You know, you could talk about Elon Musk or, or anybody, and you could say, well, they have vision. Well, yeah, they may have vision, but did the vision come from God? And it's like, well, look what he's doing with that vision. Imagine what he could do if that was from God. Right. Right? Imagine what, if he could do that height without God, imagine what he could do with God. Yeah. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. So we want vision that is originated and birthed from the mouth of God, and that will create the end dream, like the end goal dream. And then you have goals. Uh, Goals are the the checkpoints along the path to that dream. In other words, all right, I want to get at this dream. This vision tells me I can have this dream, and vision will empower me all on the path to hit these goals to bring that Past. So let's say that you want to be a billionaire. Well, before you become a billionaire, you got to be a millionaire, right? So that would be a goal along the path. And before you were a billionaire, you'd be a, have to be a hundred millionaire and then a 500 millionaire, you know, 
they might happen fast or they might happen slow, but those are goals. And so, or, okay, let's say just to become a millionaire, here's what I need to do. Yeah. I need to create this many assets. I need to create a, a, a daily method of operation, uh, standard operating procedures for, for these things so that they're in place. I need to have my goals along this is to have this company that I could then sell and then create this company and then this one. This company will actually launch me up to the billionaire status. So you can have those goals along the way and you have time periods set up and things like that. But what's going to empower all of that is the word of God in that initial vision. And that's how it's supposed to work. That's how you bring those things to pass. So I hope that answers your question. So that's a good question. You see that? Yeah, that analogy helps too. And like you were saying, um, like one of the quotes that you gave was vision gives people a place to run. And it, and it makes sense because it's like the dream is like, is like if you had a, if you looked ahead and there was somewhere that you wanted to go, but if you were, if you could yeah. see the path, like if you had, Correct. if you, yeah. you had absolutely no idea what was, what was on the ground for you to walk from here yes. to the point over there. Yes. And so that, or, or if you have no vision, like closing your eyes, like you have yes. literally, if you have no vision, you literally can't walk. You can't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. You're just going to go yeah. like aimlessly and everything. And that's why I'm appreciative of this message because I can get out of the aimlessness, <laughs> aimlessness of like where I've kind of been in the past. I'm just yes. like, like a, uh, well, whatever, like whatever happens, but we're not called to have that mentality. We're called to take ground, to right. take dominion, right. to have vision of what do we need to do? Let's do it. And and not just be yeah. like, well, whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, for me, one of the things that shifted when this started becoming a reality, and I heard, I'd heard teaching on this from pastor for so long um, but it wasn't until we started doing 6 a.m. prayer here at the church. And as soon as we started doing it back in 2019, probably, yeah, um, we started doing, I knew, like I, I knew that I knew that I was supposed to be there at that point in time. And I knew the church had vision. I knew there were things to do. But in order to get there, my entire day was going to have to change. Like right. what time I woke up, how I planned, how I thought, what I did. But I knew God gave me a vision for that thing, like yeah. for prayer. Yeah. And in doing the thing God called me to, I began to realize in order to be successful in any way, I had to create a daily method of operation. Yes. Yes. And it, it had to be consistent. Yeah. And consistency was something my flesh didn't like. <laughs> my flesh really liked the idea of spontaneity. And yeah. let's just go with the flow today. And that's <laughs> one of the perks of ministry is it's a flow all the time. And what like and it is, but there also has to be consistency in that flow. Yeah. And I began to realize the the days where I followed Perks or curse one or the other. Well, the days where I <laughs> followed what the Lord had shown me to be a daily method of operation, waking up at the same time, getting ready, making my food, all this stuff, I would be so productive. Yeah. I would I would my days without going into my days would be here. And on the yeah. days where I just wung it and hoped for yeah. the best, my days would be awful. Be, yeah. Even though I was doing the same tasks, yes. one would be from a state of peace and yep. one would be from a state of chaos. 
And truly one of the things that vision does when you give yourself to it, when I've given myself to it, I've recognized that it's never going to just happen because I will it to happen or because I want it to happen. There have to be the practical checkpoints along the way. Like it, it will not come to pass unless I have a system in place for it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. As Schuyler said, he said, I'm a, a go-with-the-flow kind of person, but consistency is key to getting anything done. Mm-hmm. Remember, again, what the Lord said to me, I'm looking for people who do the right things for long periods of time. In other words, there's, there's a consistency to that, mm-hmm. and that is if you're going to get vision done, you have to get to work mm-hmm. and be consistent with it. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, we'll just go with the flow. You can't do that. You have to have a consistency, a diligence. Yeah. Remember, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligence is a character trait that goes hand in hand with godliness and that persistence and consistent. And, uh, you know, I know even when you came here, I told you, I said, you're going to need to clean your day up like yeah. your hours because, um, and, and many of, and I'm, I'm easily that way. Like I, I, I don't know what it is. I'll get tired around like 8 or 9 o'clock, but about 10 or 11, I generally wake back up, and I'm like ready to go. I'm ready to do work right then. Like I'm A lot of times that was when I would do write code for websites and stuff like that. It was like I would come alive, and then I'd write code through the whole night. Those were always you know? my favorite messages so. from Pastor Nicole. Pastor's probably going to be a little late today. I woke up at 5, and he was on the couch coding. Yeah, he, he's still writing code for this customer. And that's they, that, would, that's, that feels natural to my flesh, but it doesn't go well in a daily routine. Yeah. Okay, once every now and then, okay, fine. But in a daily routine, it doesn't work well What like I just that. said, it's not yeah. often that happens. Oh, no, no. It, actually, I don't remember the last time it, that happened now. It's been a while, now, but yeah. It's... Um, but that used to be very natural for me. But I recognize if I'm going to get vision accomplished, I have to be consistent. And we have to set some things down. And then, of course, I told you that because you were kind of like me. Like you would you know, have spurts into the night where you'd stay up and be doing something or whatever. But then you'd be wiped yeah. out and, and your energy level was like this. I remember watching you help me to see that clearly, you know. <laughs> Um, not just, I mean, I, it helped me for everybody. That was a really good, bad example. (laughs) No, it was, I could see how it was up and down and up and down and how important it was for you because you had never done that. You never really had that. And, and it really affected you throughout the day and you weren't trying to, uh, you know, not handle it well or or have a lack of energy or full energy. You weren't trying to do one or the other, but it was happening because of that schedule. Mm-hmm. And that was good. That that helped to remind me. Like I've I studied all these things. I understood all those things years ago, 20 years ago. But it helped me to see it again fresh and, and realize that helped me to communicate to leaders, hey, this needs to be done. Because yeah. what I might have done and kind of had my own way yeah. of going about it, I hadn't focused on it in a while, and and talked about it in a while to help other people do yeah. that. Well, I, um, I, I, I've always been someone who kind of was, I think someone else put it in, uh, Skylar put it in the comments, like being a go, uh, uh, yeah. go with the flow kind of a person. And my lifestyle previously was very, 
it was very much centered around my dad's ministry. My dad's an evangelist, yeah. and I was, um, I would go where whatever he needed to do, you know, being in church really late at night and everything. When I moved here, though, and my life drastically changed. I was yeah. no longer yeah. traveling with an evangelist. I was working in an office, and yes. like coming to church, yeah. working in an office, like staff, different things like that. And one thing that you, I, I've known I've needed to go this direction, but I don't even think it was that long ago, but you explained to us, and because I would always kind of like naturally kind of get my identity from other people, so I'm like, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching you. What are you doing? What are you doing with yeah. your lifestyle and everything? But you said something that helped me so much to be, uh, to have vision for and discipline for my own path specifically, as you Correct. said, my schedule is going to look different than yours. Yes. And that's the way that it needs to be. Yes. You said yeah. I, you, what you, because I'm thinking, well, pastor does it this way. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. And you were like, it, you have a very different calling yes. than I do at this point. You need to stay in your lane and do what God is calling you to do. Which yes. is to get up early, go to sleep early, yeah. have very have a lot of structure, yeah. you know, with your job and everything. Whereas what you need is you need more flexibility for the needs of people, for yeah. the needs of yeah. ministry coming up. But you're like, you don't need that flexibility. <laughs> like, no. yeah. I don't. I mean, I may. It's not that I'm not going to minister or help people in any way, but yeah. like in my in my lifestyle, I needed to not have. Uh, well, what works for pastor will be good for me. I needed that yeah. clarification of I have my own path, and I I need to I need to do a different. Well, I mean, I've worked past ten and eleven every night this week, you know, because people had needs or there was something. You know, last night was impact, so I was teaching and until and then I was on the phone. You know, I was I was on the phone uh, till after I got home last night. You know, it was like people have needs and different things. And I'm ministering to them. But that's different. Not everybody's supposed to do that, you know. And I have to learn how to balance that. And I have to plan ahead of time. So, you know, it's really weird to somebody who has like an 8 to 5 job. And they see you in the middle of the afternoon. It's like, no, I need a break right now. It's like, what do you need a break for? You know, because we're working right now. Yeah, but you won't be working at 10 o'clock tonight when I will be, you know. I have to plan for those. And, and I know many times I would feel bad if I was just feeling run down or something, uh, and I and I hadn't balanced that, and I felt like no, I'm stopping work in the middle of the normal work day, and I would feel bad for that. I've gotten to the place now where I was like, no, I need to do that, yeah. but that doesn't look like your schedule yeah. in that way. But I will tell you, you know, even uh, physically, when you get in a routine and a daily method of operation, um, you actually get to the place where your body works better. Yes. Yeah. It's more awake. I'm sure you have seen that with the schedule Absolutely. change. I know you've seen that yeah. as well. Like you have more energy where it was like up and down before. Now you have way more energy. So as much as you can do it, schedule your day out and yeah. plan your day out and live by that. Don't change it. Keep consistency in that way. And I'll say like, yes, at this point, absolutely. Way more energy in my body naturally. Like, if I wake up and it's 7, I feel like I've already missed a large chunk of the day because I'm up at 5 yeah. every single day in order to be yeah. not only awake but spiritually prepared to come into prayer. So my body is doing that. But it it's not like I decided, okay, 
I'm now a part of 6 a.m. prayer. And my body was like, woohoo, we're yeah. going to back you. Like, you have to <laughs> submit your flesh. And there was a point where I had to push through that thing. Like, I would be coming yeah. to prayer, and then at 10 a.m., I'm like, I need to sleep for like five hours. Like, I'm so, I felt so tired. I didn't, but that's just what my body yeah. was telling me. Sure. But when you submit yeah. yourself to any routine, whether it's, you know, changing your hours around, exercising, yeah. eating healthier, whatever it is, as you give yourself to it, your body responds because it's designed yes. to respond yes. to the ways of God in that way. And Amen. I know this can seem kind of like it's a super. Uh, or let me use a different word. It's a very natural thing, but I I know there were times where you and Pastor Nicole would talk to me, and they're like, and you guys would be like, I, I'd be having this like emotional like whatever, like I would be really struggling, and you guys were like, how, how much, much water? How much? <laughs> how much? How much water have you had? How much have you been sleeping? Like, ha, have When's you? Last time you had real food. When did you? When did, have you eaten today? And I'm like, I haven't eaten today, but it's not that. Yeah. Like, like it's, yes, it, it is. is. And I remember you. I, I was like, I was like trying to like juggle so many things and like trying to be super Christian. And I'm like, well, I can't do. I can't sleep because I need to do this or whatever. And I remember you guys were like, just go to sleep. Like, yeah, just go yeah. take a nap, yeah. go to bed, like, sleep in, do what you need to do, because, like, that's very important. And, yeah, you need and, rest. Um, yeah. You need I, food, you need rest, you need exercise. So I've had different moments where my flesh has tried to be like, oh, it's just, you don't need to eat. And then I'm like, nope, uh, that, that'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll uh, spiral into other things. So yeah. that's what you guys have told me. Now, I, without that, you guys telling me that, I would not have thought that. But yeah. um, it's helped. And then, and the truth is, when you first got here, you thought you were so busy, right? Yeah. And you weren't. You weren't. You thought you were, but you really weren't. You just did not have a schedule or consistency. And so, now think about this. This is very important because I've watched your workload literally multiply like two, three times what it was. Mm -hmm. And you thought you were so busy at the beginning. The issue was... You didn't know how to handle that and actually get production out of yourself and not be worn out. And so the idea, now watch this. This is what limits many people. The idea of adding more work when you already feel like that is like, then it, it seems overwhelming. And then you're like, and so God can't give you vision. Mm -hmm. So he can't give you vision yeah. that you will accomplish because you've not set up a consistency to handle what he's already given you properly. And so as we are diligent and disciplined in those things, God can say, okay, now you're handling this. I'll give you grace to do more than mm -hmm. this. And that's what you've seen. And you're, you're operating. You have more energy. You know, there was a period of time where you were saying all the time, all the time, I am so tired. I am so tired. I'm so tired. You don't hardly ever say that anymore. Every now and then you will. But yeah. most of the time you don't say that that much. You, you just get things done. Well, you know? And now I've learned that I don't, if I'm really tired, I just, I don't just like, if I get tired, I don't just like wallow in it or whatever. Correct. I would, one, apply yeah. faith, but then two, yeah. go back to what are the, what are the instructions that have already been given? Yeah. I've already been told to exercise. Am yes. I exercising? Well, if I'm not and I'm tired, then I need to look at that. Yeah. I've been yeah. told to drink water. I've been told to do, am I, is my schedule consistent? And I, I guess in some ways those are like, those are vision or goals or whatever that yes. I've been given. So yes. when I have been super tired, I've I've needed to go back to that. And I, and I remember even with faith though, like 
I remember talking to you once and I was like, I'm so tired and I know I need to do more, but I don't know how to do it. And you were like, if you don't operate in faith right now, like you're, you, you're not going to be able to do anything. Like you need yeah. to put on faith. So yeah. all of that was wrapped in a, in faith. Yes. Of, I can do this. Like the Lord's going to help me. Yeah. Um, but I go, it's important to go back to those things, even the yes. natural things. Yes. Well, think about this. Some people could say, why are we talking about this? I thought we were talking about accomplishing vision. This is talking about accomplishing. Many people, again, many people are, the vine is spoiled by the small foxes. And these are the small foxes that eat vision up, right? These are the small foxes that eat vision up. And so one of the things, think about this, when Moses was on top of the mountain and Aaron and her were holding his, holding his hands up, if, if they didn't help him hold up his hands, if he didn't have the rock to sit on, the battle's lost, mm-hmm. right? If, if Jesus didn't have the uh, loaves and fishes, these are physical things, right? God takes, this is the way of God in this age. He takes physical things and spiritual things, and he puts them together in a partnership to bring about a supernatural manifestation of spiritual nature in a fleshly world. Mm -hmm. And so he partners those things together. If you don't have this daily method of operation and consistency together, you won't be able to uphold the vision that's supernatural. The vision will strengthen you and give you wisdom to bring that about. But these are some mechanics in the, in the mix of it that need to happen. And many people don't, they're like, well, if I'm just spiritual, it'll overcome that. Like, that's not the word. That's yeah. not what the word says. It, you don't just overcome it because it's spiritual. If that was the case, there's no reason for Moses to lift his arms up there. No, God gave him a word. And he's given us the diligence. Remember he said, look to the ant. Yeah. He says, look to the ant, and they were diligent, right? Yeah. They were diligent, and they just worked without everybody having to prod them all the time. They worked. And so these were these are physical things to bring about vision yeah, in that yeah. way. So. I mean, if that was the case, there would be no yeah. point of us living here on the earth right I now. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. then we could all just pray, <laughs> world get saved right now, and then done yeah but yeah. There's, there's a work to do and clearly god supports natural things by giving us a human body yes <laughs> yeah spirit soul and body, body. we're yeah, not just correct. the spirit yeah. and soul like we have a body so it's we like, need physical things if that wasn't a part of our life then we just float through <laughs> yeah. this ethereal realm as a spirit you know and and make things happen no he gave us a body to interact yeah. with the physical world yeah. and in that physical world there's a partnership of it so um, Priscilla put in the comments, your transparency is so helpful to me, Marky. That's uh, awesome. Honestly, it, it, it makes me laugh, though, because like, a lot of times the Lord will have me come on a broadcast like this today, and he'll be like, okay, you're on the broadcast today. And I'm like, Lord, I know nothing about this topic. And he's like, "That, yeah, that's how it's going to help. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's how you're going to help is be like, we can do it, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. I haven't done it either, guys. We got this. <laughs> like, that's, I feel like sometimes I'm just like, yep, I've don't get this, but... <laughs> Skyler says, you know, on one of those physical things, he says, I have to remind myself to every day drink water or my whole attitude could be affected mm-hmm. by me feeling dehydrated. He says, I've learned, this is a great thing, I've learned it's hard for me to walk out my mission if I don't drink water. Or to yeah. be alive. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's that humility, also. though. <laughs> it Honestly, is, yeah. Especially for someone who... 
if someone has a tendency to like get really wrapped up in their head of like trying to figure things out spiritually yeah. and everything, like it's it has I didn't I haven't really thought about it until right now. <laughs> but like you you telling you and Pastor Cole talking to me about natural things. I I was in pride a lot fighting it though. It, it's only by humility that I would even accept, yes, I do need to eat healthier. Yes, I do need to exercise. Oh, that's not spiritual. That's just natural. Like, oh, that's not important. But yeah. It, yeah. if you would not eat breakfast or not eat lunch, you know, you'd get a reaction out of yeah. me. Like, it's like, Marky, you need to eat. And it's like, you should be able to tell by my response how important it is, you know, because you're not on that consistency. You saw the, yeah. you saw the consistency. Yes, like, yeah. yeah. It was, I was very, I, was, I tried to be pretty open and honest of just like, okay, I'm really struggling today. Have you had breakfast? No. And then it was like, you started to see like a pattern, like my, yes. my energy would Correct. decline. Yeah. And then yeah. when my energy declined, my attitude declined. Hannah's comment made me laugh out loud. She said, I used to have in my Instagram bio, water is more important than gold. I had a message to get to the people. You really did. I've seen it. I've seen the screenshot. But, like, I, I've been smirking through this whole thing because one of the things that I used to do in my personality type, and Serena's on right now, I know it's in her personality type, <laughs> that we, like, I would hear a message like this. For anyone who's like me, you'd hear a message like this, and it's like, Okay, goal setting time tonight. I'm going to map out all of my Bible reading for the year. I'm going to map out every single day how much water to drink. I'm going to chart out all of my food. I'm going to schedule my day. I'm going to do a planner. It's going to be awesome. I was smirking when I was looking at Marky because back when we were trying, when we were helping you get in your daily method of operation, you're also like me. So you're like, this organization feels really good. Let's make a planner. And then didn't use it at all. Except for like, not so, you. Me. No, I did too. Though I'd start so big and oh, then yeah. be like, I want to do nothing. Yep. None yeah. of that. I want to do none of that because like the flesh. <laughs> and we've said it so much before. The flesh likes a checklist, and so making a checklist <laughs> is the checklist. It's like okay. Yes. I got, I, I did a really good job of it getting organized. Yeah. I did a really good job of setting the goal. Look how good yeah. I am. I have plans. And you said it earlier, consistency. Like, you, you yeah. have to have the consistency <laughs> to do what the vision is. Yes. And so if the vision is beyond what you're capable of doing, scale it back. Like, yes. maybe at this point, it's not right for you to completely upheave your entire life, but you can do something. That's right. Yeah. Everyone can do something. So maybe the thing for you today is legitimately drink your water and yeah. go on a walk and go to sleep at a good time. I like Holly yeah. puts, my flesh likes to check off the checklist. Well, Same. I understand that. But, and it's not all about checklists. However, utilize that to do that right. And and so we can utilize that in a planner, but we can also utilize that in like, okay, did I not live by my emotions today? Check. Check. <laughs> you know, or eh, I need to change that. You know, utilize it in that form and yeah. fashion as well. You know, turn it to the spiritual side. But it's one of the things I want to, I put in there a DMO, a daily method of operation. Put that in the comments. I need a DMO. I need a daily method of operation. Put it in the comments and ask the Lord to, to do that. We literally sat here 
uh, one afternoon and we went through, here's what needs to be done, here's how to do it. I showed everybody how I came up with mine mm -hmm. and what I need to live by. And uh, so, and, and listen, if it gets blown up some, it gets blown up, but keep yeah. it and go back to it. And I, I can, it's funny because before, but, and I want, I want to give this testimony because a lot of people, they wouldn't think this now, is like before the phone and iPad and the calendars went digital, I, ha I would have like five years of paper planner sitting on my bookshelf from the past five years, and they'd all have really good notes the first week of January. And that would be it. <laughs> That's it. Like, there was no more past that first week of January. They're all blank. Like, I bought them. I hate wasting money. I hate losing stuff. But, man, every year I'd buy me a new planner. I'd get it, and, and it would last a week. I can't walk and down that. the planner section because that part of me is like, I I'm going to use one this year. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to use one. I, I <laughs> when it went digital, that really, really helped me. But um, I actually follow a calendar now. Yes. But there was uh, a period of time, most of my early life, I, I, I just, man, I tried. I wanted to. I never got that thing going. But you gotta, you got to get it going. If you want, see, let your vision push you into those places. Mm -hmm. I want this vision more than I want to be. Uh, have a lack of diligence towards yeah, this yeah. DMO. Well, on the, one of Joni mentioned it earlier in the comments. You don't need to scroll back, Sammy. But honestly, I love it. Like, because when Joni first got, honestly, I think that like ninety-five percent of people, except the Georges of the world, were like this yeah. when they moved here. And George only got like this because of twenty years in the army. Like every one of us was a bit scattered in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Most people are. And yeah. and so when Joni got here, like there, we used to joke with her because there would. Her phone would had gotten lost, or her keys got lost, or her coat was left, and whatever. Yeah. But she put in the comments a way of her daily method of operation, and I've been to her apartment. She has sticky notes all on her door frame, like all around. <laughs> Did you turn the stove off? Have you locked the door? That's have you good. It I really love that. Is I love that. She purposed herself to change it. And in giving herself to the changing of it, she really has. Like, I've watched her now in the mornings. Do I have my phone? Do I have my keys? Yes. Do I have this? And is she perfect? No, not none. Of, we're all growing, but she's so much better than she was. Like yeah. that—that's part of it. That yeah, is awesome. Great. Yeah, that's Kevin's comment. He said my DMO is more like a DMZ, <laughs> demilitarized zone. <laughs> Jenny, listen. <laughs> Go ahead. Joni just said, oh, you didn't have to preamble. You could have just said, I was scared. <laughs> she said, is the stove off with clutch? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Listen. Do you want to accomplish your God-given vision? You won't do it without consistency. Yeah. Yeah. You won't do it. So look at things like that. Your diet, exercise, DMO, those physical things, the goals along the way to your ultimate end of the vision, the dream. Look at those things as absolutely mandatory. Yeah. Because And watch this, because even if you get a little bit done, You'll never get as much done as you could yeah. if you'll be diligent with those things. Mm -hmm. God wants us to be disciplined. He wants us to be diligent, consistent, persistent. And here's the thing. You know, you think about it. He talks about us being consistent, persistent. You can't be consistent and persistent if you've not cleaned those things up. Yeah. So it's time for all of us adults to grow up 
and be adults. Amen. And basically, that's what I ask you to do. And that's why I asked you to do. You're both already adults, but look at it. We've never really been made to do that. I didn't become an adult until I was 30. Like, I, I didn't. <laughs> well, it, that's another topic, but I understand that. But you think about that. It's time to grow up and be, take responsibility. Stop being a kid. You know, put yeah. that in the comments. We need to stop being, being a kid. Uh, stop being a kid. And that's, we need to. Like, yeah. stop eating like a kid. Stop exercising like a kid. Stop, stop, you know, organizing your day like a kid. A kid does that. Oh, what am I going to do? Whatever crosses mm -hmm. my plate. Now, if you want to accomplish vision, that's not how you do it. And God, listen, he says a good steward. Yeah. A good steward stewards the things. Now, I'm not talking about moving into legalism. And everybody that is in legalism, you know, uh, the, the Georges of the world that's moving out of that and coming out of that, Listen, I'm basically not talking to you about this. You don't have to you don't have to structure anything else. I'm talking to the majority of people that don't have any. You need to come back into the relax some, okay? But um you got to know what your strengths are. I just had a flashback to all of our marriage counseling. Yeah. But yeah, and then I'll tell some people it's like you need to be in the rest of God. And I'm like, I'm not talking to the majority of you. Like you don't need to rest, you need to work. If you ever wanted to know what our first year of marriage was, that was it in a nutshell. Barrett, so, be a grown-up. Yeah. George, be a, be more kiddish. Relax, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and these things, when you work them out, know what your strengths are, know what your ditch is that you're coming out of, and I'm, you work those things out. So much humility needed right now. <laughs> I feel it. I've had these conversations already, and I'm still feeling it. <laughs> you're probably not the only one. <laughs> but when we do these things, what happens? The God-given vision that he has for each one of us and wants to get to us, it can come to pass. And now watch this. He says, how will I give you your own if you've not handled that well, that which is another's? Watch this. Why should he give you more and bigger vision if you've not stewarded this one well? You're not even drinking water. <laughs> drinking water is just too hard. I want to lead a church. Have you had eight glasses today? <laughs> not a bad question. <laughs> it's not a bad question. <laughs> That was basically my dad's answer to anything. You're dehydrated. Drink more water. Dad, my arm's falling off. Drink more water. Not strong enough to hold it's on. Like, like, drink more water. Holly wanted to know. And he, most of the time, he wasn't wrong. That's what needed to happen. Most of the time, he was right. But that became my kid's joke about about it with me now. So, Holly wanted to know, as a parent, how do you coach your, your children with this? A side note, Joni says her flesh fills with <laughs> Um How to coach your children in what? Be a little bit more detailed in that, and I'll, I'll help. But I'll tell you, I'll start the answer. The, the first answer is model it. The best thing you can do is model it. Let them see you handling those things properly and doing those things uh, in that well, uh, in that way. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, you need... Kevin said, Mark, needs help in the osmotic gradient. I have no idea what, the, what, what that means. <laughs> what? What does that even I've mean? I've heard that, but I forget what that means. So anyway. Those so. are $5 words, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. 
uh, how do you help your kids in the growing in division? Well, you can teach them some of the basics of what you've heard this week about vision, how vision is so vital. How, and you think about, he says, without vision, my people perish. It is vital, right? Mm-hmm. Without vision, we have, there's life that is going to be missed. So you need vision from God. God will talk to you. And, and we'll, we've taken each one of our kids and we've said, hey, what's the Lord saying to you? What's the vision that he's given to you? Abigail was talking about it some yesterday about when the Lord was given her vision for Africa, and we were helping to define that and make sure that she had it refined to exactly what God said. So first thing, though, is let them know God has vision for you, and he, won't, he wants to get that vision to you. What's he telling you? And help them walk through that process. And then, okay, how do we accomplish that vision? Now that you have that vision, a good thing to do is just ask questions. Any, good, any leader, parent is a leader. Any leader needs to be a good asker of questions. Ask the Lord to help you ask better questions. Lord, help me. What questions can I ask? So you could go to your kids right now and say, what is God telling you about your life? You know, don't, don't just leave it open like, what do you feel like you're going to do? Because now when you do that, you're not de- defining it and whittling it, you know, uh, funneling it down to what it actually needs to be. Is not what do you think? What is God saying about your life? What do you believe that God has showed you about the rest of your life? Let them talk. Sit back. Don't just let them be like, I don't know. Don't let them do that. Say, well, tell me. Think about it right now. Where do you think, if you can imagine yourself in five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, where do you think God's, God's taking you? What do you think he's going to have you doing? I just did this with Rachel the other day. Like, what do you think God's telling you right now? She came back. She told us some stuff. And uh, so ask them those questions. Get them thinking on that, understanding that God's going to speak to them. And uh, listen to their answers. Don't just cut them off and don't give them your opinion right away. Yeah. Like, listen to their answers and let them... Let them develop that. Let, don't let them give you just like a one-liner. Like, let them, what does that mean? Like, what do you, how does that mean? How does that look? Why do you think that? Where did that come from? Did he speak that to you? Is that just something that's in your heart? And then you can move from there. Yeah, Amen. good stuff. Yeah. Well, we love you. Well, this has been on how to take your vision to success, and it's been a lot of very uh, uh, practical. practical things today. Yeah, some... We've gotten into the details of uh, that. I, there's another word I'm looking for, but we've gotten into some of the smaller pieces that really will make you unsuccessful or successful, and I hope that that's really helped you. We're going to talk more about vision tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about five <laughs> aspects of vision, uh, five aspects of biblical vision. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. It's going to be great, and uh, get ready to receive that. It's a vision week. Amen. Amen. And uh, so get ready to receive that today. Uh, I'm going to turn this over to Hannah in just a second to receive the offering for today. But before we do, I just want to pray for you. Father, right now, Lord, let vision arise. And Lord, anything that stands in the way of that vision being accomplished, Lord, let it be removed. Let Let it be seen and removed by each person so that they can accomplish their dreams and goals and the godly vision that you set before them. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, give everyone fresh vision. Lord, bring the vision that they already have back up to them. Show them that vision, and anything that needs to be new, bring that to them. 
In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. You have vision for each person. Renew that vision inside of each person. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Now pray this with me. Just say, Lord, I ask you for a renewal and fresh vision now. And I believe I have it and I'll run with it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you so much. We'll see you tomorrow with five biblical aspects of vision. See you then.